Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Carolina Weather Group. We're happy to have you on this Tuesday edition, uh, December 15th, uh, 2020. And we are talking about our first uh, winter weather threat outside of the uh, North Carolina mountains, where a lot of uh, locations right now in North Carolina are under some sort of winter weather advisory. A few counties under a winter storm warning. So uh, we have assembled a great panel. You probably know all of these folks who have been on our show several times. Uh, we have Jason Boyer from WLOS in Asheville, North Carolina, Brad Panovich from WCNC in Charlotte, North Carolina, and Christian Morgan on from WFMY in Greensboro, North Carolina. These three markets most likely to see the most effects from this winter weather event. So we wanted to make sure that we had each market covered. So uh, gentlemen, uh, welcome to the show. I uh, appreciate you uh, joining us tonight. Uh, this is live. So we are going to be monitoring the uh, the live stream, the social media accounts. So if you do have any questions or comments throughout the show, please feel free to, uh, to drop those and we'll be monitoring them uh, throughout the show so uh, we can get your questions answered. I know Jason's got a 10 p.m. newscast. So uh, and plus, He's the most western part of uh, the forecast area. So we'll let Jason Boyer from WLOS start first. Jason, I uh, hope you're doing well. Uh, looks like we find ourselves in a uh, another uh, wintry weather event. And for you all in the Asheville area, it looks like freezing rain and sleet may be uh, the biggest concern. What are you uh, looking at at this hour? Pretty much spot on, Scotty. Uh, we're looking at freezing rain and sleet, a mixture of the two, uh, likely starting sometime late tonight here. Uh, not much on radar right now. The moisture is just, you know, cloud cover at this point. The dew points are really low. Um, the wet bulb temperatures indicate that we're going to get at least a freezing tonight or colder and kind of hang there for several hours into the morning. So that is always the concern when you have moisture running over the top of that shallow layer of cold air at you get freezing rain. Um, what I've noticed in the past here, these events, I've been here 11 years and I, we've had several of these events um, unfold here and, and really only one major ice storm that I kind of remember here. So in most cases, this is probably going to end up being more on the lighter side in terms of the ice accretions and, and or sleet accumulations. But again, you just emphasize to your viewers and anybody out there that it, it, it doesn't take much. It takes a glaze of ice to cause issues. And we had that uh, back in 2017, New Year's Eve. Um, it, it, it was a glaze of ice that was just missed falling late in the day and no major weather systems, kind of like the overrunning uh, some warmer air above and it created mist and the temperature of the surface was in the twenties virtually all day. So it just created a mess. People were sliding off roads and wrecks all over the place. And that wasn't even a major um, mesoscale system. I mean, it was a very small uh, event for us, but that caused a lot of problems. So the crippling ice storms, you know, the ones that knock out thousands of people's power and, uh, put people, you know, in the ditches all over the place. I just don't see that happening, obviously, with this kind of event. This is um, also going to mean some sleet, as you mentioned. Sleet is going to uh, limit some of the ice accumulations. There will be places that might start as freezing rain, transition over to sleet, and go back, and then become all rain. And it looks like the transition for most in our area will be later in the morning from uh, either freezing rain or sleet, and then change into rain. Um, and it will take, you know, very subtle difference in temperature a degree to warm up and it's all back to rain and it's just cold rain there on out into the early afternoon and then on the back side of the system we actually could get you know some mountain snow going again and that's my other concern when i talked to, to the viewers tonight i said look the first round is more uh lower elevations and then it goes to the higher elevations as the back side of the system comes around and the, and the low pulls up the east coast and wraps in some colder air and then we get to that northwest flow snow 
which we're pretty uh, familiar with here in Western North Carolina. We had a big Northwest flow snow event early December on the first. Um, but this one looks to be pretty minor on scale there. So that's kind of the setup right now. I've been watching temperatures and we warmed up a degree and many places actually are warming now that the clouds have moved in and the wind is picking up, but it's still a northeasterly component to the wind that is always going to mean that Carolina wedge set up. And so we're kind of uh, wait and see and every hour looking at the HRR model and seeing how things evolve here on the SKU-Ts. That's the setup right now for us. And Jason, how is uh, the city of Asheville and, and the forecast area? I know here in the foothills, a uh, few of the counties have been spreading some salt brine out on the roads. Any preparations up there in the high country of uh, getting ready for the event? Absolutely. I saw several of uh, the DOT trucks out on my way to get some dinner, spreading the brine and some salt, too. We've had, you know, they salted the parking lots here. Um, the folks that take care of our, our place here at the station and the other sidewalks and roads within our community. So, yeah, they're prepping. And again, you know, you, you, you never want to take it lightly. Uh, it just takes a little bit of ice and, and it can really mess things up. But I've been emphasizing bridges, elevated surfaces and um, decks and things like that, that will probably be the most uh, problematic with this system. And one other question, we'll, we'll switch over to Brad, um, uh, who's covering the Piedmont. Uh, you do cover the upstate of South Carolina. I believe the upstate mountains are under this winter weather advisory too. It's kind of the same idea uh, for our friends in Spartanburg and Greenville County. Yeah, it's, it's really going to be northern Greenville, northern Pickens and Oconee that are under the winter weather advisory. Mostly, again, the uh, small population, but certainly the higher elevations of those counties are involved with the winter weather advisory. So similar setup. Um, they may have an advantage to their elevation in some places there. They might be high enough that they get more of a sleet um, event or rain only. So it'll be interesting to see how the temperatures drop off down there. Right now it's, it's mid 40s in Greenville uh, in the downtown area there in 43, 44 in Spartanburg. So still pretty, pretty mild compared to everybody up here. Everybody's in the 30s right now over my region, Western North Carolina region. Yeah, so we'll, we'll be watching those temperatures. And Brad, uh, Jason was talking a little bit about the wet bulb effect. Um, I know you uh, explained that a lot. Can you talk to our, our uh, followers who may not be familiar with that term, what exactly that means, and then kind of transition to what you're expecting there in the Piedmont? Yeah, essentially the, the, the wet bulb temperature is something we look at quite a bit to see how cold we can actually cool the atmosphere down. And the best way to think about it is like, why do you sweat or why are you cold? when you get out of the pool or the shower in the summer, you know how you get that little chill. Well, that happens in the atmosphere. If you throw uh, moisture into a dry atmosphere, some of that moisture gets evaporated and it starts to cool down. Now the wet bulb is kind of like the bottom of where we'll see that evaporative cooling take place. So uh, I do this a lot when I make snow in my backyard. <laughs> I always kind of check the wet bulb temperature to see, you know, what it's like out there. That's really more crucial to me than the actual air temperature. So two things to look for in these scenarios, and Jason kind of hit on it, is, you know, are we going to get that shallow layer of cold air near the surface? Um, and is the air dry? Those two things can help produce a thin layer of sub-freezing temperatures near the surface, and we're going to get this warm air surging in from the south. So in a normal freezing rain situation, you know, and I think people forget the Carolinas, we're kind of kind of known for these ice setups because of cold air damming and the mountains. And we're kind of, you know, I don't, I hate to say overdue because there's really no such thing in my opinion. It's all whatever the atmosphere wants to do, but we haven't had a lot of these ice storms lately. Um, it's been a pretty quiet period in the last, I'd say five to 10 years 
when I first moved to Charlotte, I literally moved here in the biggest ice storm in this area in uh, December 2002, where we got like an inch, inch and a half of ice. So it was crazy to see that happen. And in those situations, when you get the big ice storms, usually you have a constant supply of cold air. We call it a parent high to the north, and we get what's called a barrier jet, which is like a low-level jet of dry uh, cold air coming down the eastern slopes of the mountains. In this scenario, we really don't have that setup. So we've got a small reservoir of cold air that's going to get used up at some point. Uh, eventually, you know, um, one of the things I posted the other day about freezing rain, it's a self-limiting process. Once you freeze water, you release heat into the air. And if you don't have more cold air to replace that, you actually warm the air up over time. And I think that's going to happen tomorrow morning, just a matter of how quickly that happens and in what areas does the cold air hang on the longest. And Scotty, you know, up in your area, those up upslope eastern facing slopes, they get a little help from dynamic cooling as well because of the upslope, the mechanical lift of the air. Um, that cold air can hang on the longest. So my biggest concern really isn't the Piedmont. It's like Upper Burke, Upper Caldwell, Eastern Watauga, Avery, Ash, Wilkes County, man, up there at Yadkin Valley. That area to me looks to be kind of the worst case uh, for icing over the next uh, 12 to 24 hours. Yeah, definitely. So we uh, we like to hang on to that cold air. And, yeah. uh, it, it, you know, Brad, I, I believe it was a couple of years ago, it was near Christmas, uh, the community of Jonas Ridge, Newland, yeah. up in those areas, I mean, just decimated from from ice events. And that, that area kind of seems to seems to be the breadwinner when you when you're looking at ice accretion so uh for you all in the piedmont though the charlotte area you could flirt with freezing maybe for a few hours uh maybe a glaze in the trees or something yeah i think you know this could be one of those situations where it starts as a little bit of sleet or freezing rain but it's probably going to transition pretty quickly down here and even if we get a little bit of ice i was just checking soil temperatures in our area mid to upper 40s right now for soil temperatures. So the ground's pretty warm. And when the air temperature is marginal, like it is in this setup, 32, 31, 33. And, and remember the rain is falling through a layer of the atmosphere where it's probably going to be in the low forties. <laughs> so when it gets the ground, it doesn't really freeze on the ground. It freezes on the elevated surfaces. Jason alluded to this railings, decks, you know, tree branches, power lines, maybe some bridges and overpasses. Um, but for the most part, you know, this is going to be up in the tree of it. I remember that 2002 storm. That was a devastating ice storm. I mean, I think 3.5 million people lost power. I remember that. All these trees coming down, but the roads were completely fine. It was all up in the trees and nothing on the ground. The, the, what made it tough getting around was the trees falling into the road. It wasn't that the roads were slick. You just couldn't go anywhere because of trees falling down. So sometimes these ice events, the heavier precip sometimes isn't much of a road issue. It's more of a tree issue. And as Jason alluded to, some of the worst uh, icing on the roads I've ever seen has been freezing fog or mist when it's really super cold at the surface and we only have a tiny bit of moisture, which glazes over everything. Yeah. And another point, Brad, it's been so wet around here and, and the trees yeah. are already saturated. Any additional weight definitely could bring down some some trees. Uh, let's toss it up to uh, Christian Morgan, who's up in the Greensboro area. And Christian, uh, you guys also like to kind of hog that cold air when these uh, mm -hmm. cold air damning situations. It seems like the Greensboro, Winston-Salem area kind of hangs on to those freezing temperatures. So what, uh, what all are you guys looking at uh, overnight tonight into tomorrow? Yeah, just a classic wedge setup there, Scotty. And we'd love to hold on to that cold air. But for us, um, you know, it, our the way our market is kind of structured, there's going to be some folks in our market that see, you know, probably 
a decent amount of some icing in our north and western counties. But then we also cover counties down to the south. You're talking about Randolph County, Montgomery County. Um, some folks in Stanley County can watch us and over in Moore County. And the way that we're kind of, the way that we're forecasting, the way that we've split things up, generally our southern counties, um, Randolph County, so places like Asheboro, Seagrove, um, you go over to Davidson County, Denton, those areas really kind of south of that I-40 and I-85 corridor are mainly going to be just a cold, nasty rain. You know, there, there could be a, a brief period in the morning of some freezing rain, but that's going to be mainly for our folks. You think about green, uh, think about Greensboro, which is kind of the center, center of our market and is where our station is located. To the north and west of Greensboro, once you get above that I-40 and I-85 corridor, those are the places that are going to be more likely to see you know, an icy glaze or even some significant amounts of ice. Um, I think around here, Greensboro, Winston-Salem, High Point, Burlington, and the Triad areas, an icy glaze or up to a tenth of an inch is, is probably, you know, is kind of where we're forecasting. And then as you go further to the north and west, maybe up to two tenths of an inch of ice. But, you know, Brad touched on this a few moments ago. The soil temperatures are still pretty warm, you know, in the mid 40s. So for us, we don't really expect there to be any major travel issues. You know, there could be some slick bridges and overpasses just because they don't have that warm ground to, to kind of keep them warm. But as far as major travel issues, we're not expecting any of that. You know, I think a glaze on on trees and elevated surfaces, um, car door handles, railings, and those kind of things are probably going to be are probably going to be likely. Um, but as far as major travel issues or, or major power outage situations, we're not looking at that. Um, I do think there will be a few spotty down trees and a few spotty power outages in the Triad area at least. But once you go up to the north and west, you know, we're talking about places like Rockingham County, Stokes County, Surrey County, Wilts County, Yadkin County. Those are going to be the places that we keep our eyes kind of focused on the most for having any significant ice concerns. You're on mute, yeah, I put in my mute there. Uh, looking at through some of the questions here, I always do that every show. Um, someone's wanting to know like the difference between sleep, freeze, and rain. Uh, I know we've we've posted a graphic up before, but um, does anybody want to kind of talk about that and uh, how we get these different types of wintry precipitation? Sure, I can Jason? take that one if you want. Yeah, so I kind of made some. I wish the monitor was on. They turned my monitor off. But long story <laughs> short, I made a couple of graphics to actually to explain to our viewers here what the difference is, and and it's all about the layers in the atmosphere, how the temperature profile uh, shapes up. So you know, typically, you know, from top to bottom, as we say, from the cloud layers to the the ground, if you want snow, it's got to be cold enough to have snow fall and never really melt or change to rain. So thirty two degrees or colder from top to bottom, you're going to get snow. The trick is when you start throwing in layers of warmer air above. So you can have cold layers, tens of thousands of feet up, some warmer layers in between, and then near the surface, uh, cold again, below 32 degrees or around that. So sleet will fall when you take the snow and melt it into rain at some point, several thousand feet up. And then when it starts to fall into colder air, that that layer of colder air is deeper, as we say, it can refreeze again not completely to snowflakes, but to ice balls or sleet. So the sleet will fall in those scenarios. But if you start to shrink that shallow, make that cold layer, I should say, near the surface, much more shallow, say, you know, 100 feet off the ground or whatever, but it's much more shallow than that sleet profile, you will see rain fall, 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 fall. And then once it reaches ground on contact with a surface that is freezing or colder, it will freeze. So instead of a raindrop splattering like water will splat, it'll splat, but it freeze into ice. 
so it can coat things much more easily. So railings, metal surfaces, uh, the car doors, those things, as you mentioned, will be the first things uh, to be colder than the ground. And those will likely freeze up first and foremost with, with the freezing rain. And again, sleet, you can push around with plows. Uh, you can sweep it. You can move it around. It doesn't cause major issues typically unless it's a couple inches of it. But uh, the ice is where you don't, don't have much of a choice. You have to just stay put. You can't drive on it. can't walk on it. You have to hope that the chemicals they put on the roads, the salt and such, uh, do their job and keep the road temperatures and surface temperatures warm enough to keep it from freezing. All right, uh, it's so, very, go ahead, Evan. Go ahead, <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. So on the backside of the system, especially for the high country, Northwest North Carolina, we are going to be seeing those snow showers wrap back around. Jason, I know you mentioned it a second ago. Um, and, and Brad, this is part of your area as well. So maybe I'll let both of y'all take it. And uh, you know, how much snow can like the Boone, Boone area be expecting? You know, Brad, you might want to take this one. I haven't looked a lot at Boone. I, I, I do cover a little bit of Avery County in my forecast. And what I've seen from the models and the setup isn't a classic uh, strong northwest snow event. Really, the, the low is going to be farther to the east. Um, there will be some of that north, northwesterly component to the wind. Um, at 700 millibars, there's, there isn't a ton of vertical velocity, um, but there is a little bit of moisture left down kind of hanging around that 800, 850 millibar level. And that's where I'm looking to see how much of that's there, how long it stays in place. And, uh, it, you know, it's probably going to be really close to the border that, you know, I think a couple of inches is doable. Yeah, I, I would say probably a couple inches in Boone. I think what's interesting is, Jason alluded to this, it's not a classic Northwest flow setup. I think we're going to see a lot of rime ice uh, up in the mountains because you got some moisture there mm -hmm. and it's going to be super cooled water, which, you know, if you've ever been to the mountains, you know, everything gets coated with that white rime ice. It kind of looks like a pretty good rhyming event <laughs> on the backside because yeah. temperatures are around 30, 31. There will likely probably be a lot of little tiny snowflakes or dendrites. So um, I think it'll it'll look very wintry up there. It won't really look like it's snowing, but everything's probably going to get covered in white. It, it, in Boone, I think you're going to see a sleet freezing rain rain <laughs> back to snow and rime ice it's going to be just a mess but yeah i think total wise you're probably looking at just a couple of inches of actual ice or sleet accumulation but with ice mixed in there that's just going to be a mess uh you know it's it's really cold on the backside of the system so everything's just going to kind of glacier over it looks like going into the weekend mm -hmm. and some of those nighttime lows will be back in the 20s so just just a mess up there it's not that it's not the greatest i had someone ask me about skiing tomorrow and i was like Ugh. you know it's like not the greatest ski weather i'd love for them to kind of get the groomers out there and chop up whatever's left over from yesterday or tomorrow's ice event, because it's just not a real good powder day really for, for snow around here, but it's been a pretty good start to the skis. And I know, Evan, you've been up there a few times, uh, you know, checking it out. I mean, uh, they've been able to make some really good snow at the resorts. I talked to the general manager today from beach mountain and he said, you know, they've had those really nice bursts of cold weather separated by sunny weather. And it's been really good for them so far tomorrow will not be one of those good days. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, it's been incredible how many smallish events we've had recently that's gone unnoticed to many people because maybe it's only happening up on beach or sugar or grandfather, but we have had a good number of small northwesterly flows to replenish that snow supply. So thank you for that information. We have a, a we'll, we'll coming up on 930 and I know Jason, you've got to run. So I'm going to let you uh, 
recap uh, the Asheville area one more time. And then if you need to hop off, I'll, I'll let you do, well, we'll let you do that. <laughs> we'll let you do that. If you, you know, we're, we're holding you here hostage, but no, we'll no, let you no. uh, kind of recap the Asheville area and get ready for the 10 PM newscast. Okay, sure. Uh, to summarize what's going to go on here in the Asheville area, I think Asheville fares pretty well and most will too uh, throughout this whole event. I just don't see a lot of um, accretion in Asheville. I mean, a glaze is possible. Asheville's usually sheltered a little bit from this. Uh, the coldest air at the surface, they, they usually get shunted off to the east, the Eastern Continental Divide. Uh, so you're talking Black Mountain about 15 miles east can have a whole different situation than Asheville with the icing. And that's where I think some of the icing might be a little more significant, if you will, and cause a little more um, concern or problems. And same thing for like Henderson County, just south. Uh, you get south of I-40 into Henderson County, and eventually you get into the, the apple orchard areas of our state where thousands upon thousands of apples are grown every year. And those are areas that I think could see some uh, decent ice accumulations. And again, the highest end I would go is two tenths of an inch. I, I just don't see us uh, really getting anything more than that. That would be the more extreme end of it. Most of us, uh, a tenth of an inch to less a glaze. We appreciate that, Jason. And uh, thank you for your time. And uh, we hope you have a, a good newscast and a, a good good day tomorrow. Hopefully uh, right, it won't be too bad up your way. Fingers crossed. Thanks for having me. Have a great night. Thank you, Jason. All right. And uh, Brad, this is a question that I'm sure you've got. So uh, Christian and Brad still hanging around with this. Um, you know, this is kind of the big first winter weather event for out, outside of the mountains. A lot of people want to know, are, are we going to see a big winter this year? So uh, I know <laughs> it's kind of hard to hard to tell, but uh, maybe uh, the question is, you know, what do you foresee happening? I think, I guess there's been some social media chatter today about something around the end of the month. So um, yeah. What are you looking at, Brad? You, uh, you know, it's funny. It's like we're like, what, two two weeks in of meteorological winter and people are either going to write the winter off or think it's going to be gangbusters on two weeks of weather. <laughs> and I always laugh at that because <clears throat> I think 2018, remember that big storm we got early in the season? And everyone was like, this is going to be, that was like the only snow the entire winter. Um, and we've had events where it's like, you know, it's super warm in December and January and people write the winter off. And then February, early March becomes snowy. I think the one thing I've learned about La Nina winters, is especially recently, there are wild swings. We tend to see huge blowtorch Southeast Ridge setups and then we get these sharp East Coast troughs because you get a lot of blocking going on in the Atlantic and you get what we call the high, highly amplified jet stream pattern, which means huge ridges and troughs. And when you get that kind of pattern, you get wild swings. And so far this winter, I would have to say that's kind of been the kind of winter we've been off to. We've had really, you know, believe it or not, the winter, at least for Charlotte, we're slightly above average temperature wise, but we've had some pretty cold patterns and we've had 70 degrees two days ago. So um, I think we'll probably see more of that. And when I see an amplified pattern like this, the one thing you know is you're gonna, you could time one of these out with some cold air and, and moisture and you can get a storm. And it doesn't take much to get above average snowfall around here. You just need one or two good events. And even if it's warm the rest of the time, you could have above average temperatures and above average snowfall. I think that's a distinct possibility this winter. But I do like this pattern for people who like winter weather, because even though I see warm spells, I think we're going to see more events like this every couple of weeks where we're going to at least have the chance for something. 
Yeah, and I mean, you know, looking at the past couple of weeks, the Lowe's just been on the wrong side of the mountains. I mean, with this, this very well could have been event number three. I mean, it's been it's been close calls already. So we're close. Yeah, we're we're this we're close, close, you know. And the cold air is building up there in Canada. If you you know, before the before the call, Jason was talking about you know it's what forty three below in Yellowknife. There's a lot of cold air building up there, and to me, that's one of the things I look at long range. Is there cold air loading up in Canada that can be pushed south at some point? to sync up with one of these Gulf Coast kind of track lows, which for us would be ideal to get the low down on the Gulf Coast and then track up the East Coast with a big Arctic high in place. So those are the patterns I look for as a snow lover if you want to get snow around here. Kristen, I'll bring you in because I know you and Tim have been tweeting about this over the last couple of days. Uh, Greensboro, I think, is number three, almost number two, wettest year on record. Uh, one aspect we've not really talked about is this could produce, you know, a decent amount of rain tomorrow. Uh, it looks like you guys may be able to surpass and get into position number two tomorrow. Yeah, Scotty, we're close. We are just about an inch, a little less than an inch away from second placed wettest year all time in the triad. And our number one year, if you think back, it was, we had just over 64 inches of rain. That was the year we had Florence. Okay, so that was back in 2016. And we're really going to be close with that number one spot. You know, there's still, you know, I think we will move into that second place spot uh, tomorrow. And there's still going to be a window of opportunity as we go towards the end of the year for us, you know, to move into what might, you know, what might end up being the wettest year on record, at least for the triad. And I'm actually going to pull this up. That way I can give you... Um, some exact numbers on this. So, so far we're number three with 61.68 inches of rain. Number two is not far away with just over 62 inches of rain, 62 and a quarter, a little more than that. But number one all time for the triad wettest years on record is 64.11 inches. And, and I really do think, you know, we're going to have that window of opportunity to get there. We're definitely going to be second place, I think, if not first place by the time that we that we round out the year uh, before New Year's. So it has been a wet year of weather. And, you know, we touched on this just a few minutes ago about the trees and the ground already being so saturated. So it wouldn't take a lot of ice. It doesn't take a lot of ice anyway um, to start causing some issues. So, you know, if, if we start running up towards that two tenths of an inch or towards a quarter of an inch ice to our north and west, you know, there really could be some issues that way. Yeah, um, and the, to rainfall-wise, you know, and, and yeah. that's really, we've not seen many uh, tropical events bring a lot of rain. It's just been, you know, home, homegrown stuff, you know. It's not really been like a tropical storm or hurricanes move through the area. Uh, Brad, I know you guys, um, I was watching earlier today, was able to talk with Duke Power, and it seems like they're ready for this event. Uh, and as Christian was talking about, you know, especially up in that Yadkin Valley, that could be yeah. see, could see the, the worst of the power outages. You, you read my mind. I was just thinking about the interview we, we did with Duke Power because I thought like they kind of they kind of played their hand a little bit saying they weren't really concerned <laughs> because they kind of, you know, for most meteorologists and people that don't know, there's kind of this threshold for ice we look at. It's like quarter inch, 0.25, right? And um, the spokesman even, even mentioned that, that they weren't concerned they were going to see widespread quarter inch. So they're prepared. Obviously, Duke Power has their own staff of meteorologists, and they actually run some of their own modeling for power outages, which is proprietary. And typically, I kind of like kind of sneak and kind of see what they're doing because that kind of tells me what their modeling is showing as far as outages. Um, and it seems like they're not overly concerned because it looks like most of their threshold, that quarter inch threshold, will not get met in many locations. Um, but I do think that Yakin Valley area is one area we'll have to watch carefully. But yeah, I, I think Christian brings up a good point. The, the wet soil in early in the, in the year 
these December ice events, there's still some leaves on the trees. You know, they're not completely bare right now. Some of the late uh, leaf drop for some of these species of trees means you got a little bit more surface area for the ice to, to accumulate on. Um, so you could see some trees come down even with maybe 15 hundredths of an inch, um, maybe two tenths. Um, and I certainly think that's possible in a few locations. It's, it's always fascinating to me in these, these icing events because um, you'll, you'll find a location where you, you're not really paying attention to and before you know it, it's been like freezing rain for four or five hours and somebody's got like a quarter inch of, of um, ice and it's always on the side of a mountain or in a valley or some little nook or cranny where the cold air is kind of settled in. And, you know, you, you mentioned Jonas Ridge, Scotty, and that, I remember that event very well where it was fine everywhere. And then you go up to Jonas Ridge and it's like an absolute, you know, like looked like ice crystals everywhere. It just looked like some surreal event up there. So it'll be interesting to keep an eye on that. I do think uh, across the board though, I don't think big road issues. I just, I just think this is one of those events where roads will not be a problem. They'll just be wet. Um, and we just might have some, some glazing on the trees right now. Kristen, uh, now that we've talked about that, how far east are we going to see impacts? I know that your viewing area goes the furthest east out of anyone who's talked on the, the panel tonight. How far out are we going to see freezing rain and sleet and wintry weather? Yeah, you know, at least for our market anyway, I'll touch on that first. You know, we we extend over into Alamance County to right over, uh, right over the line into Orange County. And generally, you know, there may be a, a brief, you know, low... You know, small glaze of ice on, on some trees and some elevated surfaces out towards Burlington, Alamance County, towards Orange County, but generally not expecting any problems there. You know, they're going to see a period of freezing rain. Um, it's just those areas I think are going to warm up and we're not going to warm up in a huge way tomorrow. You know, it's not going to be like, like a blowtorch afternoon. I think we're going to stay in the thirties around here, but ever so slightly, you know, warming up just above freezing to 33 or 34 degrees can make a huge difference. Um, and the other thing that, that we haven't really talked about is the rate at which it rains. Um, you know, if it comes down pretty light, we're going to have, we're going to see some, some higher accumulations. If it rains at a pretty good rate, that can actually, you know, it runs off a whole lot quicker and can actually help to melt some things. So, you know, in these kind of situations, it really is, it really does kind of come down to the mark on whether it's a 28, 29, 30 degree setup or whether it's 31, 32 or 33. That can make a lot of difference, especially for here. So for our eastern counties in eastern, you know, further east, once you get to Orange County and over into Durham and to the Raleigh area, there will probably be a brief period of freezing rain. But as far as the accumulations go, you know, nothing more than than a than a glaze of ice look, looks to be at best. Really going to be concerned though to the north and west. To to touch on uh, that topic, um, I'm a little curious as to. Uh, what you two think about uh, any black ice concerns that may occur Thursday or Friday morning uh, for those portions of North Carolina? Okay, I can answer first. Um, you know, a few minutes ago, we talked about travel issues and we talked about the ground being warm and that kind of playing into the factor that at least around here and in the triad and in the Piedmont, I don't think there's really going to be too many travel concerns, um, especially not roadways, more so in the morning and midday hours for bridges and overpasses that don't really have the aid from the warmth from the ground. Um, but as far as black ice concerns, you know, there could be some patchy, some patchy black ice by the time we wake up on Thursday morning, you know, we'll be back below freezing 
tomorrow night, early Thursday morning. But as far as widespread travel problems Thursday morning, I just I just don't expect that. Not even tomorrow or not going into Thursday morning. But, you know, our, our messaging has kind of been all throughout as we've been forecasting this. And even leading up tonight uh, to 11 o'clock, our messaging is going to be not expecting major travel issues, but there could be some patchy black ice Thursday morning. Overall, just best to be careful. You know, this is not a major ice storm, not a major winter event for really anybody, but it is our first one of the season. Um, so it kind of bears just watching and paying attention and being careful. And just honestly, Tim and I have been telling people, if you can work from home tomorrow, work from home tomorrow. Don't travel unless you have to. If you do, just, just you know, have a good head on your shoulders and play it smart. We have one more question. Uh, Christian uh, kind of uh, teed this one up in golf terms. <laughs> he, he and I like to talk golf. Uh, but it's a great question because I've, I've received it, and I'm sure, Brad, you have too. A lot of people wanting to know uh, when they hear the word winter weather, their mind automatically goes to snow. And uh, why are we not seeing any snow out of this? <laughs> uh, I never get that question, Scotty. What are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, you know, that's, I think people, ju it's funny. It doesn't matter how many times you say ice or sleet or rain that if it's below 40 degrees and there's moisture, people just think it's going to snow. I mean, I think that to me, that makes winter weather uh, so much fun to forecast. It might be frustrating too. I think it's frustrating from a communication standpoint, but I find it fascinating because unlike other types of weather, we're worried about temperatures and multi layers of the atmosphere and in this situation, there is just so much warm air in that low and kind of mid-levels. We don't have the deep, deep, what we call isothermal layer, the cold temperatures uh, down to all, you know, from the, the cloud down to the surface. It, this storm is kind of forming over us and to the northeast instead of forming to the west and moving towards us, if that makes sense. It's kind of the dynamics of the system really don't get fully fulfilled until it's kind of already past us. And that's kind of unfortunate for snow lovers. Um, and, you know, one of the things about winter weather that is really cool, and it's, it's one of these stats I love to give my viewers, is like, do you know that the only precipitation that requires freezing at the surface to occur is freezing rain? <laughs> You can have snow, sleet, grapple with the surface temperature as warm as 45, 50 degrees sometimes. But to get freezing rain, it actually only has to be 32 at the ground. Above our heads, though, <laughs> is where we run into the problems. We have temperatures probably in the mid-40s at points tomorrow with the warm nose coming in. And that warm nose, not only is it warm, it's really strong. And it, it surges all the way back into the mountains tomorrow. So... Um, when you see that kind of surge of warm air and, and that warm nose, it's really difficult to get any snow at all. I mean, it's, you know, and some, I think we're gonna have difficulty getting freezing rain at times because that warm nose can override. And Christian made a good point about the rate of rainfall. When you get heavy precipitation with a warm nose like that, it, 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 it drags the warm air down to the surface. It warms the surface layer up real quickly. You're actually better to get lighter precipitation for more icing because it kind of slowly builds up the ice and doesn't uh, have that latent heat release happen so quickly. And in this case, I think that warm nose is just going to overpower everything. All right. Well, gentlemen, we, we certainly appreciate it. Uh, Christian, I'll let you um, one more time kind of give us a brief overlook of, of the, the Piedmont Triad area, and then I'll let Brad give us an overlook at Charlotte, and we'll, we'll kind of close out this show. So, uh, Christian, I'll let you go first. 
Sure. So for the triad, for the triad areas, Greensboro, High Point, Winston-Salem, Burlington, that's our immediate triad. But, you know, we do cover areas to the north and west, uh, part of the foothills, and then down as far south as Randolph County, Montgomery County, uh, into Stanley County and Surrey, um, and Stanley County and uh, Moore County. But for us, generally thinking Greensboro to the northwest is going to have the best chance for, you know, a few hour period of some freezing rain, mainly to the south, places like Asheboro and, and Point South. It's just going to be cold, nasty rain tomorrow. Um, so really, rain chances really start to ramp up overnight into the wee hours of Wednesday morning. And then especially for us anyway, we're watching that 4 a.m. until about noon time frame for, for that period period of freezing rain. And in that period, there could be, you know, a glaze of ice to upwards of a tenth of an inch and maybe even to the north and west when you get up into Surrey County, Wilkes County, Yadkin County, and those areas um, approaching a two tenths or maybe even a quarter of an, quarter of an inch of ice, um, just depending on thing, how things play out tomorrow. But that mo morning to midday time frame is what we're watching closely uh, because temperatures will be at freezing or just below. Um, we've kind of been operating on the, on the, uh, the bias of, of the models being just a bit too warm tomorrow. Um, so we're thinking we're going to be right at freezing or a degree or two below until about lunchtime. And then warming up just ever so slightly to 34, uh, 33, 34 degrees, it's just going to change over to gross, nasty rain in, in the afternoon. And so it's just, just a wet, gross, no, no good day of weather. But it will start drying out heading into Thursday. So we're just, again, watching that 4 a.m. till about noon time frame, um, not expecting any major travel issues likely some slick bridges and overpasses. Um, but other than that, uh, we expect travel to be, you know, to be pretty easy going, just kind of take it easy, be careful, watch yourself if you have to be out on the roads. Um, as far as accumulations and ice go, generally uh, just a glaze or some accumulations on elevated surfaces, such as trees, handrails, car doors, and that kind of thing is what we'll be watching for. Not expecting any widespread down trees or power outages, but there will likely be, likely be a few somewhere across the area. All right, Christian, thank you. And Brad, uh, what about for the, the Piedmont and the foothills and the far northern mountains? Yeah, I think uh, zero issues south of us. Uh, we're just going to be a cold, miserable rain. I think Christian's right. I think it, this thing starts probably right around daybreak, if not a little bit before with some rain. Um, we're really that 5 a.m. to noon time frame again. I think any issues are going to be north of Interstate 40 as you get up into the Yadkin Valley, Upper Caldwell, Burke County. Really, for the Charlotte general area, it's just a miserable cold rain. I mean, we talked about this earlier. It's like, you know, 35, 36 degrees and raining for most of the morning into the early afternoon. It's just miserable. Um, so it won't be a great day, but the roads, for the most part, are just going to be fine. I think this is kind of one of those in the trees kind of events where we're going to see glazing up at the tops of the trees, some, you know, maybe some power lines, maybe some, um, some bushes and stuff. But for the most part, the roads are just going to be really, really wet for the first, you know, system of the season. It's a great kind of like trial run for everybody to like, Hey, you know, I let off the accelerator when you're going over the bridges and overpasses, let's not do anything drastic there. But for the most part, I don't think we're going to have any major issues tomorrow. And with, you know, with virtual learning now, most of the districts, it's an easy call just to say, hey, let's go virtual. Why even chance it, you know, or let's do a delay, um, you know, for the districts that are meeting. Because I think if you can just get past those early morning hours, it really gets, at least from a from an ICE standpoint, improves pretty quickly during the day tomorrow. 
Definitely. So one thing, uh, those steps will uh, sneak up on you. If, if there is a little bit of glaze on those steps. Are you uh, speaking we, from experience? I'm, I'm speaking from experience. <laughs> yes. Uh, when you go out to walk the dog first thing in the morning, you're not really, you know, prepared to, to think, <laughs> use your brain a little bit. Those uh, steps can, can sneak up on you. So, uh, but yeah, guys, we appreciate your time tonight. Um, for those who are watching, uh, I know we've been talking about Jim Cantori and he was supposed to come on. Well, we're supposed to record tonight with Jim, but he's somewhere up in the Northeast chasing this, uh, this winter weather event where it's going to be a major snow somewhere up there. Uh, the forecasts continue to change, but he's up there. So I think we have him on maybe one of you guys panelists can correct me. I think it's next Tuesday, the 22nd is when we're going to record with him. So we'll get that, try to get that turned around before the end of the year. So if you're waiting for Jim, just wait a couple more weeks and, or days and we can we can get that interview to you. So uh, for everyone out there watching, we appreciate you watching. Uh, be careful out there tomorrow. Like uh, Christian said, you know, if you can stay inside and work from home tomorrow is a good day to do that. Uh, and uh, we will see you back here next week on the Carolina Weather Group with a whole new episode. Until then, hope you have a great week and stay safe out there. All right, we're clear.